Hey guys, it's Jackson, and welcome back to another episode of Reality Talk, the podcast. So hi everyone, happy Friday, I hope you guys had a good week. Um, I am really, really excited because Fridays are not just Fridays anymore for me. Um, Fridays are now Ready to Love night. <laughs> um, if you're not familiar with Ready to Love, I talked about it in the previous episode where I interviewed my girl, Simone Redwine, from season three of OWN's hit reality dating series, Ready to Love. Um, and honestly, I'm obsessed with the show. I started watching it, I don't know, a few months back. Um, and then I watched like all the seasons and became obsessed. And they just started um, airing a new season just um, the 15th of October. So um, honestly, Fridays are now my ready to love night. Um, I'm so happy because um, that Friday is my favorite day of the week. And uh, this makes it even more special. <laughs> um, but anyway, if you're not familiar with Ready to Love, let me give you the scoop because, like I said, I'm obsessed with this um, dating show. But Ready to Love is, like I said, a dating show on the Oprah Winfrey Network. Um, and it's a different than your typical dating show. Um, it's not like The Bachelor um, or F-Boy Island or Are You the One? There's so many different reality dating shows out. But it's a lot different. Um, <clears throat> it focuses on singles that are um, in their 30s, 40s, 50s, I think as well, um, that are looking for a real connection and not just something casual. Um, these are people really looking for love. At least that's the point of the show. <laughs> um, and <clears throat> the interesting part of it is that the show is kind of set up with, um, for most of the seasons. One season um, was a little bit different due to COVID. But most of the seasons have it set up where it's like real life dating. You're not living somewhere together. Um, you know, you're not in a situation where you're with these people 24-7. And you're on like an island. And, you know, everything's kind of like, you know kind of like a fantasy. Um, it basically, you you go on weekly dates um, with people that you're interested in or maybe you're not interested in. There's different, like, kind of a goal each week. And usually it, it switches from um, the men having the power to eliminate and the women. <clears throat> um, so each week, one or two people um, get sent home um, for not being ready to love, which just means like, you know, they didn't have a connection with any of the other singles and it narrows it down to three final couples. And those are the ones that find love. <clears throat> um, so it, it's an interesting series. It's really good. It's really addicting. Um, and it also shows, like I said, real genuine connections. Um, and since it does, um, it's similar to real life. The singles do film their dates. However, there's a lot of stuff that can happen off camera because they are allowed to talk off camera. And you kind of see a lot of behind the scenes drama as well kind of play out on the show. So it's really juicy. It's really good. Um, one of the seasons, because of COVID, was filmed on like a retreat. They had they were at like this um, beautiful resort and they had like canoeing and swimming and different activities for the singles to go on because of COVID. They had to be in like, you know, an area where they could make sure that they were healthy and everything was safe and all of that. But the other seasons mimic real life dating, which is really interesting to see. So uh, with that long winded explanation um, this week, my special guest is one of my favorites from ready to love. Her name is Alexis Fly Jones. Um, she lives in Houston, Texas, and she was on the most recent season that aired bef um, this year, which was um, season four, and it was in Houston. <clears throat> the season airing now is based out of D.C., but like I said, Alexis um, was on the Houston season, and she 
is super interesting. I love her personality. And you can just tell even by her name, Alexis Fly. I, I just love it. Um, but yeah, so Alexis is a news producer in Houston. Um, so she's done that and she's very successful at that. She's won some awards for that and stuff, which is very cool. Um, <clears throat> so she was kind of already in the television industry when she decided to do um, reality TV. However, I don't think this was what she expected. And I don't know if really anybody can fully expect what's going to happen when they're on a reality TV show. But, um, so yeah, she was on Ready to Love. She lasted um, until the very end and then got um, let go in a very interesting way. And I think a lot of people were surprised by it. But so Alexis addresses that um, and addresses everything on the show. She was involved in a few different uh, little scandals and drama on the show and things that happened off the show ended up getting revealed at the reunion. Honestly, if you haven't checked out the season, definitely go check it out and see Alexis's journey um, while trying to find love. But yeah, so Alexis and I talk about all that. Um, We talk a little bit about this season and if she's watching and what she thinks Um, and her life outside of the show and if she's found love since her time on reality TV. So let me tell you, this interview is super juicy. So take a seat and grab a snack or grab a cocktail or whatever you want, because Lexus spills all the tea. <laughs> but anyway, without further ado, here is my interview with Alexis Fly Jones from Owns Ready to Love. I hope you guys enjoy. Hi, Alexis. Hey, Jackson. And I just realized, I was like, oh, I was calling him his middle name. How are you? <laughs> oh, girl, you're fine. A lot of people do that. No, you're fine. <laughs> I'm good. How are you? Oh, good. I'm, like, I'm pretty good. Can't complain. I'm a little tired. You know, I'm a single mom running around, emceeing events, doing a whole bunch, but I'm in good spirits. I'm very happy. <laughs> That's good. That's good. And hey, busy, keeping busy is always a good thing. So. It absolutely is. I'd rather be doing something than, you know, just sitting down and uh, what they say, uh, basically what the devil's workshop when you're sitting around not doing nothing. So you get in trouble. So, yeah. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> yes. Yep. Well, thank you for doing this. And I know you're, like you said, you're very busy. So I appreciate you taking a little bit of time for me. It's such an honor to uh, interview you. Well, it's an honor to be on your platform, and thank you so much. I appreciate, you know, you being a supporter of the show, you know, and, of course, I know um, I'm one of the one of, one of your faves on the show, so it's always cool to be interviewed by, you know, people that support you, so I really appreciate you, and it's an honor for me. Yes, oh, thank you. Yes, definitely. You're definitely one of my faves um, from the beginning, so, yeah, Um now, I kind of want to start at the beginning of your journey with Ready to Love because I'm always curious. Yeah. So um, why did you decide <laughs> to do um, Ready to Love? You know, I ask myself that question every single day. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure. I'm like, yes, I'm like, so why did I go on this show? No. Um, really, <laughs> you know, I just wanted to uh, – it really started with a friend of mine who sent me the flyer that was going around, and she was like, Alexis, I think your personality would be great for this. I know, you know, you're no longer in a relationship, you're divorced, um, and, you know, how do you feel about, you know, possibly, like, you know, going on a reality show and, you know, kind of, in essence, putting your life out there and maybe possibly finding somebody that works for you. And at first I was just like, you know, it was a close friend of mine I've been knowing for over 10 years. At first I was like, girl, I don't know about all of that, you know. And she was like, just try, you just never know. And so I went ahead and submitted um, myself to it and probably literally maybe three hours later to my surprise I got a call um, from Los Angeles California from Hollywood I remember looking at my phone like whoa you know and that's <laughs> yeah. where the round of <laughs> yeah it was, it was a huge surprise because I didn't think it would happen so quickly you know and right. um, began to go through the round of interviews and really the round of interviews this process started back in January of 2020 and then um, COVID hit you know in March and so that kind of shifted everything in terms of when we were actually supposed to begin taping and beginning our journey and all of that 
And so we did not start taping, as you know, until January, the next year, 2021. So it was a year process of going through all of this, you know, before we actually could share our journey um, with the world and with the new people we're getting ready to meet. But I really didn't know it was going to happen for me. You know, you know, you just kind of submit yourself for things, you know, and you just, you know, oh, that ain't going to happen. And to my right. surprise, you know, it did. And once it did, I was like, well, you know, I might as well just go for it. You never know. I might really, really end up finding the love of my life on this show. So, Yes. Oh, my gosh. Um, now, did you watch past seasons of the show before you joined or did you just kind of go in with an open mind and you didn't really care about the past seasons and all of that? <laughs> So that's such a good question. I actually watched, I think it was season one. Um, okay. And then I was a little familiar with the show because, um, you know, I work in news. And so yeah. we had had Nessie Tommy on as we were on the news side of things, working for a talk show, interviewing him about the show. Never even considered okay. myself at the time. Yeah. And right. so um, I had knew about season one. And then, of course, I, you know, there was season three also out of Houston. And I had knew a couple of the guys on there. Actually, one of them attended my church. And um, I didn't believe it or not. People always ask me about season three. And I didn't really watch. That was the resort one. I really didn't watch a lot of it. But I decided not to watch season three, the resort one, because I wanted to go in being com completely, like you said, having an open mind, not having anything, you know, kind of already on my heart asked to say or, or, or trying to figure out am I gonna do am I gonna do that because here's the thing. I believe had I watched it, I probably would have changed my mind and like totally not have done the show. <laughs> so right. I'm kinda glad I didn't watch it because I think it would have changed my perspective. Um so I just wanted to go in with a clean slate. So to answer your question, watch season one and that was pretty much it. Yeah. Yeah. Um now I heard someone had told me that apparently because they were originally going to have, um, because of COVID and all of that, they were going to have your season on the resort as well. But then they kind of changed things last minute and changed it back more to the, like the original format of the show. Um, yeah. Would you have been comfortable being on a resort like that for an extended amount of time <laughs> having to stay oh there? and. <laughs> Oh, let me tell you. Um, it's oh man, you're hitting me with the good questions because let me tell you, I did hear that. I think we were actually supposed to go to the resort. We weren't really getting a lot of information on what was going on. So we, you know, you would hear little rumors of this and that. Um, all I know is that we on our on my way of, you know, I had just finished packing, I was getting ready to go, had taken my leave of absence from from my job, and then it, you know, we got a call like, hey. You know, we're going to have to change it. We're going to move it until, you know, January of 2021. Okay. I thought that was a great thing for me because, um, again, I'm a single mom, and I had already had concerns about if I went on the resort, if that's where we, which we were, yeah, I guess originally supposed to be. I already had kind of concerns about being that far, even though it's just Atlanta, but being that far away from my son for that you know, amount of time. And then I started thinking about, you know, what well, probably most women think about, well, are there going to be hairstylists there? Are there going to be makeup artists there? <laughs> like, you know, right. Like, I'm not one to be doing my own hair. So, like, I was worried about all that kind of stuff. So, yes, I am so glad it was in Houston, in our hometown, so it could really represent, you know, our city because they had to, you know, do a transplant and take Houston people to Atlanta, you know, and, and nobody got to really explore the businesses here like we got to do on our season and things like that. So, I was so grateful that it ended up being here and I don't think the resort would have been for me because honestly I'm not one to you know walk around in swimsuits and all that I'm not that kind of chick believe it or not so I don't like having to like <laughs> you know dance around the pool and all that kind of stuff you know you maybe maybe call it an insecurity I don't know but yeah I, I'm totally glad that it was made town for real you know in a place that we know about and that we can call home and share with everybody else. Right, right. And I think the cool thing about your guys' show is it really is, I mean, you get to, as far as I know, you guys get to still live your normal lives pretty much, right? Like you're at home, yes. you know, you don't yes. have to go anywhere and then you just go on the dates and then, but you're able to kind of And then you get to go back home. Your, yeah, yes. <laughs> yeah. And that's a, that's a good point. You're not around the person like 24 seven. And I think for the, uh, for the other uh, castmates, you know, they were around each other all the time and then they have to see other people's dates. I think that's one of the biggest things. We didn't see each other's dates. Now, we may have heard about things that happen on, you know, other people's dates because everybody in the cast talks, 
but we didn't have to experience that. So when you, you know, those type of emotions or feelings or things like that. So it makes it more realistic when it comes to dating, because just like when you're dating and you're not on a reality show and a, and a guy or a girl is dating somebody else, you don't really know what their conversations are. You don't know who's dating, where he's going. You know, you don't know all of that business. You only know what's going on between you and that person. And so um, that was kind of how it was set up for us, you know, mm-hmm. where, you know, we didn't really know all of that. Like I said, unless you just heard little rumorings of things or and then you got to go home at night. And that that was that was freaking awesome to be able to go home after a long day of, you know, taping for 12, 15 hours a day. Right. Right. Yeah. So I'm yeah. glad that mm-hmm. I, I'm glad that your guys' season got to be um, normal because I, I think Me I like too. you. Yeah, I like that format better than the resort one, even as a viewer. Being, just, yeah, know, being yeah. all on the same place, on the same yeah. on island or wherever, you know, that, yeah. <laughs> that could be tough, so I can only imagine. Right, right. Now, okay, so at the beginning, if you can kind of go back, because that was a while ago now, but um, yeah, I know, right? immediately, <laughs> who were you immediately attracted to when you were at that first little mixer event thing? So it's, so when I first walked into the Mr. Show, just so you know, because um, it's, it's interesting how they show the edits of everybody that enters and how they enter. I actually was the last female to enter um, into the mixer. And now as I'm saying, I'm like, whoa. And then I end up being the last bachelorette on the show. That's pretty interesting. Wow. Anyway, see, I was the last <laughs> one to enter. So I had mm-hmm. I didn't, I had little time to catch up because the other ladies had been there for hours at this point, right? So I mm-hmm. had to be able to go around the room and meet these gentlemen quickly. And it's kind of like you make an impression or you're out of there, you know? And I was like, look, you know, I've, I have sacrificed a lot to be here. You know, I've taken a big leap of faith. So it's like, I cannot be be the one to go home immediately that was all I was thinking so when I first walked in of course to my right was actually AJ who you know very attractive guy um so I saw him first shook his hand first but he wasn't the first person I spoke to because I think at that time he was speaking to Amber um I really actually went to uh Diedrich the chef um we talked a little bit we hit it off um, and then I end up seeing Coach Hearns, and that's because I knew him because, as you guys already know, <laughs> he was uh, once my my son's basketball coach. And I'm thinking, oh, my gosh, what are you doing here? Like, I had no <laughs> idea that he had, you know, decided to do the show and that he was going to be on the show. It was a complete surprise. So, yeah, um, he was probably one of the main ones that I talked to for a very long time. And really, I think it was just out of the fact that I was comfortable and I knew him. So I kind of just started with him. So, yeah, those were the three actually that I was immediately attracted to and I talked to. But I ended up talking to everybody around the room from Troy, as you saw, <laughs> Mr. Kissing. <Blue>. Yes. <laughs> and, you know, I tried to talk to everybody. But I think, you know, at the mixer, you kind of see or at least you think off the bat that, you know, you kind of know who you're connecting with, but things begin to change as you go through the process. Right, right. Um, was there anyone at that mixer that kind of rubbed you the wrong way at all or that you just weren't really vibing with at all? Or were you kind of just, since it was so fast and you were there last, the last one that you kind of just, it was kind of like a whirlwind? <laughs> Well, this is going to blow your mind. Uh, Ron, I actually didn't really talk to Ron. It was a brief hello. I wasn't, Uh we, we were not immediately attracted to each other. I don't think not, not, I mean, it just wasn't, you know, and, and I didn't even really get to talk to him at the mixer that night. Like I said, it was making sure we spoke to everyone, but I didn't get to get in any deep conversations with him at that time during the mixer. Um, so Ron, he was kind of like, when he, when nephew Tommy was going around asking girls, well, who, who's at your bottom as of right now, he was actually on my bottom and I was on his bottom. <laughs> so that's uh-huh. pretty funny. Um, wow. And then let's see. And then Joel, you know, I thought he was, you know, a handsome guy. Um, but I knew that I, I just knew off the bat that, you know, me and him would not be a match um, just where he was in life and where I was. And um, so I kind of knew. So probably those two off the top, I was like, Oh, and then Christian, Oh my gosh, Mr. Mailman. First of all, I love Christian. He is the sweetest. He is the sweetest guy. But he was just so shy. And I remember I was talking to him, and he was just like, you know, like when you walk this door in that suit, and, you know, some of them call it the first lady suit. <laughs> he was just like, uh-huh. I, he was a little, um, I don't want to use the word afraid, but maybe a little intimidated, he said, you know, to say anything. And I was like, oh, no, you know, because I like to believe that I'm very approachable. 
And so he was a little nervous, and I and I think that's why the women ended up, you know, voting him off. But then he is a great catch for whoever uh, ends up with Christian. <laughs> yes, yes, and I yeah. And then at the reunion, he kind of seemed to kind of come out of his shell a little bit when he, he did. realized, he yeah. <laughs> so that yeah. was nice to see. Um, yeah. Yes, so with Jason, um, your son's coach, so. Yeah. Before the show, when he was your son's coach, were you ever attracted to him at all then? Or was it just kind of when the show, when you were together on the show that you kind of started thinking of him in a different way? So before then, you know, when I would see him, you know, at, at jet school and, and all that kind of stuff, I would be like, oh, you know, he's cute. You know, you know what you think? Oh, he's cute. But that was just as far as it went, because I knew he was in a relationship at the time. So, you know, I wasn't even thinking past it fact that all the man is cute and 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 and, and that's it you know um right. we never talked really about we you, we didn't cross any lines because that was another thing it was like i'm a parent he's a coach yeah that's weird you know what i'm saying so mm-hmm. like it was just i thought he was attractive boom that was it so it was kind of like oh my gosh here we are in a space and an environment for this you're here why not give it a try let's see if we are a match at all you know so that mm-hmm. was just the opportunity to go for it um I found it interesting that, you know, a lot of people on the internet was just like, oh, she's just spilling all her beans on the first day, just giving it all to him. And what pe- I don't think what people really realize in the reality of it is like, I had already knew this guy and we've had conversations before, not these type of conversations, but we were comfortable with each other. It wasn't, I wasn't a complete stranger to him and vice versa. So it was easy to be like, hey, you know what, man, you know, with my personality and being like, you know what, coming on this show, I'm, I'm going to have to step be confident as to say and step out of my uh shell in terms of telling my challenging myself to talk to a whole bunch of men at one time because I've never done that in my dating life and so that was the other test here you have to be able to talk to a whole bunch of guys at one time or again and this is coming from the producers they're like you out of here and that was one thing that the producers were pushing me to be able to do from the beginning Alexis come out of your shell talk to everybody you know, be open, be transparent, be who you are, be the person that we interview. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I was just like, okay. And and I think just starting off, like I said before, he was just comfortable to talk to because I knew him. I knew how he took care of my kid, how he handled him. You know what I'm saying? So those are all like things you're looking for when you're especially a single mom with a child, you know, right. how the response to the kid. And so I already knew how that was, you know, so that was already out of the way. So it was just an mm-hmm. easier way to begin dating on the show. Yes. Yeah. What did your son think of you? Or does he know that you, like, you and him were kind of seeing each other at one point? Was he, or does he not even know about that? So he didn't even know because at the time I was taping, he was five. So, you know, I didn't oh, okay. even tell him that mommy's dating. Yeah. He doesn't know anything about none of that, you know. But it was funny <laughs> because he... He, 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 I mean, he, he's smart now. He's, he's an intellectual little kid. Like he would be in my dad's house, you know, cause my dad or my mom would help, you know, um, you know, watch him while I was, you know, on set and things like that. And so when the commercials and stuff started coming out, cause my dad was a fan of watching the show, which is, was so always so interesting to me. And so Jed has been over there when my dad was watching it. So he, he's caught glimpses. And so one time he asked me, he was like, um, I saw you on TV with my coach, mommy. So, you know, trying to explain that was just like, (laughs) yeah, I was like, oh, Lord, you know. But I was doing my best, you know, to not allow him to really know too much or hear and to see. Because to me, you know, as a mom, I'm like, oh, boy, you're too young to know anything about this. Right. Explain it a little bit more when you grow up. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, he didn't really know. He just knew that mom, his mom and his coach were on TV. That's pretty much all he really knew. (laughs) Right, right. Oh, that's sweet. Um, yeah. <laughs> yes, yes. Um now to start out besides um Jason, um like you said about Troy that you kind of had a little bit of connection at first, but then you kind of he was promising you a trip and um you know promising <laughs> the other ladies the same thing. So what um what happened with that? And what kind of what was that whole situation? Man, let me tell you, at the mixer, Troy was very hands-on, very confident, you know. And so, again, you don't know these people. You can only believe what they're telling you in the beginning. So he was, mm-hmm. you know, making his rounds as all as like we all were. And I was one of the uh, gen- one of the women as well as I think Amber. I think he talked to Vernicia. 
I think Liz as well. But I know he spent a lot of time talking to me at one point. And yeah, he was asking me, did I want to go on a trip with him? You know, he was already hugging up on me and stuff. And that was a little too much. You know, you don't want to be rude, but, you know, part of me was kind of cringing inside because I'm like, whoa, like, hold on. You know, the kissing me on my forehead and stuff, like, I just miss you, you know, like, mm-hmm. <laughs> you're doing too much right now, Troy. Um, but he was, you know, a cool guy. Still love Troy today. Um, but I think he was just doing too much too fast or trying to figure out how to land his catch. You know what I'm saying? Um, and so... I remember when Nephew Tommy was sitting, you know, again, some of the girls down, because he would go throughout the night and ask us, you know, how we felt, who's on your top, who's on your bottom. And uh, Troy was at my top at that moment. And then when I said that, you'll remember this clip, Vernisha was like, oh, wait a minute, he promised me a trip too. And then, oh, he kissed mm-hmm. us. And everybody started, you know, the whole kissing thing came out. And I was just like, oh, no, you know, like, that's not going to work. <laughs> so right. immediately... <laughs> At that point, it was kind of like a shutdown for me a little bit. Um, He got a little saving grace when we went to the brunch, um, and we began to talk a little bit more. And you hear me kind of say, all right, with all this kissing, you know. And then I would, when I watched the show, it was when I watched the show, we all watched the show that we found out that Troy was had, like, kissed everybody, as to say. And, um, but, but, and let me say who he kissed, because I kind of knew he had been kissing because, at that time, the producers were like, Alexis, you're about to go on a date. They didn't tell me who I was going on a date with. And then once I got to the date with Troy, you know, they were just like, okay, you know, go ahead and give it to him because you, you didn't heard he's been kind of kissing, you know, planting kisses on more than one people. So, you know, they kind of used me as the one to, like, kind of tell Troy, hey, this ain't cool. <laughs> mm-hmm. And, you know, you're going to have to come up with some other player moves because this ain't it right here. So um, right. when I watched the show, it's kind of when I knew specifically what, you know, who was getting who from Troy, you know what I'm saying? And so then he kind of got the nickname as, you know, the Kissing Booth or, you know, all of these nicknames. But really, in reality, he's a great guy. <laughs> good, but, yeah, good. The, the, yeah, you know. But you can't be going around kissing everybody. Troy knows that. Right. He said he learned his lesson. <laughs> good, good. <laughs> um, now, like you said, so Ron was in your bottom at the beginning. So when did you start feeling, um, feel kind of feeling Ron and, getting more attracted to him yeah so when we end up going on the brunch we we all went to brunch um Mm -hmm. and um when we were getting ready to leave everybody's exchanging numbers and all that so he came up to me uh to get my number we chit-chatted for a little bit um I got home really tired after filming thinking I'm getting ready to you know go to bed and next thing you know my phone rings and it's Ron and and I always tell Mm -hmm. people this story I literally it was probably around 9 9 30 my friends always joke uh, around with me that I'm like the old lady because I'm always going to sleep early. <laughs> and um, <laughs> I was literally on my way to bed and I almost didn't answer it. I was going to be like, I'm going to have to call him tomorrow. I'm tired. But then I was like, hey, I got to go through this process. Let's go ahead and answer the phone. So I ended up answering the phone, talking to him. We ended up talking for three hours. Mm-hmm. Ended up learning that he had, uh, we had mutual friends and you know all this kind of stuff. And we talked about all kind of stuff. Um, for a very long t- time. Faith was also part of the conversation. I think a lot of people think that we did not talk about faith or religion, but we didn't necessarily talk about it in depth. I don't think anybody talks about that in depth on your first conversation. Um, but right. knew then mm-hmm. that I was a, a woman of faith, you know, um, did we talk about praying? No, <laughs> but we talked about, you know, um, our belief system as to say, um, I knew that he didn't necessarily attend church, quote unquote, at the time, which is not a big deal for me. Um, but as time went along, I began to see other things along with that, that I was like, that's not going to work for me. But that's what was the start of, you know, us beginning to film each other. And, and then the challenge came when nephew Tommy said, Hey, to the girls, um, and I'm sure he said this to the men, but you need to, uh, look for someone or talk to someone or consider someone that you would not normally date. Because the reason why mm-hmm. you're here is that you always pick the same thing over and over and over again. And obviously it's not working. And so one thing I knew mm-hmm. about Ron is that he was the opposite of me. He wasn't what I would usually choose, you know, or, or be into as to say, and our conversation was great. And so that's when I began to open my heart and open myself to, you know, um, trying out this dating situation with him in particular. Yeah, he was saying everything yes. that I wanted him to say, if that makes any sense, say anything a woman wants to hear. 
from, you know, being financially stable to wanting children to being okay with a woman who has children. You know, he, he was, he everything he was saying was sounding good to my ear, and it looked good on paper. Let me say that, <laughs> right, no shame, right. But it looked good. It looked good, and it sounded good, right? So I was just like, okay, yeah. I mean, you know, let's see how how this works out. So yeah, that yes. that was the beginning of it. Yes. Now, when did things kind of start to get a little dicey between you guys? Um, because obviously, he did end up. He was telling um, Chris that she was his number one as well and all of that whole situation kind of playing both of right. you it seemed um yeah yeah so what was, <laughs> a lot of what them were doing that right right but what was the situation yeah. with that um because I'm sure there was a lot that happened with that that maybe people didn't get to see or like more to the story yeah I think um for me what began what really probably changed the game was of course, y'all saw when the Meet the Ex episode where he, you know, met one of my exes and everybody was hoping that it was going to be the pastor, thought it was going to be the pastor. So let me clear this up on your podcast because I don't think anybody's ever asked me. My actual ex-husband that probably would have been, you know, that was my next ex, like my immediate ex, rather. He actually had COVID while I was taping for this show. So what people don't know is that my ex was in um, the hospital for three weeks um, on oxygen, um, us not knowing what was going to happen with him in regards to his health. And I had to deal with that um, while I was taping. So oh. let me just say that. And, you know, at the end of the day, you know, the demands are, well, we need who, who, who do you have available? You know what I'm saying? And so I had to go a little further back to someone I dated before him um, who knew me, you know, um, but knew me at a different time in life. Um, mm-hmm. But anyway, he ended up being JoJo coming on. And um, I think what, what really like kind of woke me up was during that conversation, you know, he came in, everything was cool, but during the conversation, he made a statement to him and was just like, Hey man, you know, so what you went, you heavy into the church. Cause man, you look like you dripping in religion. And when he said mm. that, the way that he delivered it, it was just like, Oh, I don't, that that's nasty. Like I just didn't, it just, I don't know. It made me cringe Jackson. Like I was just like, what does that mean? Dripping in religion? Because I've never been the one to, you know, yes, I'm a woman of faith. Yes, people know that I once was a, you know, a first lady or a, a pastor's wife and things like that. But judging folks, definitely not what I'm into. You know, uh, making people feel a certain way because whether they go to church every day or don't go to church at all, like all that kind of stuff. I wasn't liking that. And then it, I just began to see in our phone conversations um, the differences we had. His, He had a lot, a lot of times his tone was condescending, you know, and I didn't like the way that he was talking, he began to talk at me and not talk to me. And so it was just certain red flags that I was like, yeah, I don't think I'll be able to put up with this and I don't have to. And that doesn't mean that he's a bad person, but he's not the right person for me. And so instead of going along with it, I had to have a real conversation with myself and be like, you know what? This this is not it, you know? And so that moment in my, that date made me kind of, begin changing my mind um and it began to go a different direction i had conversations with nephew tommy about it we had it at his home with the girls um mm-hmm. me weeping you know getting teary-eyed in that episode and he just told me he was he was like alexis you know the type of woman that you are and the things that you're looking for is pretty much not a match for you he told me straight up him and his wife um and mm-hmm. he didn't share a story about you know when he was um, when they broke ground in his home, you know, the first thing that him and his wife did was pray together. And I think one of the things that um, also bothered me is when he was saying that, hey, you know, Alexis may go pray about something or whatever, but I'm just going to go get it done. Like, I ain't got time to be sitting there, like, praying and all that kind of stuff, you know, or whatever. Mm-hmm. It was just kind of like, uh, for me, it ain't going to worry because there's some things that you do have to, I believe, reach out to as a higher power. I do believe I actually you know, the Bible says faith without works is dead. So you got to work towards the thing. Absolutely. Like things aren't just going to magically come out the air, but it was like, he was trying to say that I believe that things are magically happening in the air to manifest. And he believes you have to put in hard work. You know, it was all this kind of stuff. And so it was just the differences in our belief system. It was never that I said, or believe that he does not believe in God. I think that message got misconstrued in the way that the editing was. Um, But we just were not on the same page on certain things when it, when it came to that. Um, and so 
I began to be like, yeah, you know, and then our phone conversations became less and less. Um, and yeah, <laughs> I just, hey, you can you, you, you can change your mind at any time. And I just began to change my mind and start putting more of my efforts and energy into AJ, whom, um, you know, was, is very charming. And so he began to feed, feed that side of me and began to gain my interest. And so I began to turn my, you know, interest towards him more. Yes, yes. And yeah, like you said, AJ is very charming. Um, yeah. And you guys definitely had had good chemistry. Um, but yeah. quick back to Ron, because obviously a lot happened and a lot happened that you really didn't get to see and stuff until things aired. Um, yeah. Now, when the, the very cringy part and one of the, I think the hardest part for people to watch and for, I'm sure for you to hear and watch back too was when Ron, when you were, um, when he was getting eliminated or whatever was happening, but uh, he was, um, yeah. when he said you weren't intelligent or whatever he said and made that comment and then yeah. he started saying he was dating Amber or kissing Amber and all of that, yeah. which is, yeah. So what was going through your head when he was saying all of this stuff to you? Uh, to be quite honest with you, Jackson, what was going on in my head, Alexis, keep your cool because these cameras right. are watching. The whole world is watching. How are you going to handle this? Because, you know, I laugh. I, I see some of the comments and some, some of those comments are like, oh, she was too calm. I would have did X, Y, and Z, all kind of stuff. And, you know, you hear all that and, and, you know, not saying I didn't want to go, you know, go there with him. But the thing is, I was just like, I'm just going to let you talk, sir. So people can see that you sounded crazy because you're talking to me in a disrespectful way. And those, that was one of the things that I was just like, okay, I just didn't like, you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. And, you know, people like to say, oh, there was a lot of editing involved in that. No, that scene was that scene, um, which is probably, which is why they made it two scenes, <laughs> you know, to right. continue. Um, it was, I, what was going on in my head? My feelings were hurt. Um, I didn't realize it at the time. But I think, you know, in, you know, when you're hurt in a thing or you're feeling a certain type of way and you're trying to argue a point, you sometimes throw stones or you throw jabs or you do something to get back at that person. And so when we're getting ready to go, he's like, oh, and by the way, I kiss Amber. And it was mm -hmm. just kind of like, huh? Like, where did this come from? Because I had knew that Amber was, you know, locked in with Chris and all this kind of stuff. So it was just like, oh, so that's what we're doing. And honestly... At that point, during all of that drama that was going on, all it really did for me, Jackson, was confirm that I had made the right decision. Because I think what people did not understand is that I really toiled with the decision to have to eliminate him. Because I didn't want mm. him to be hurt. That's not what I came mm -hmm. on this show to hurt anybody. Heck, I don't want to be hurt either. You know, I think we all right. have experienced, you know, a broken heart and, 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 you know, being disappointed in a situation. And so that was never my intent. Um, but to see how he responded, um, when I had no intent to go in for this to even be this type of conversation and to get that energy I was getting, I was just like, Ooh, child, all I could think was I made the right decision, honestly. Right. That's what I, right. That's what I thought. <laughs> yes. Yeah. And then watching it. Cause I really back. was unsure. Like I kept going, I was, I was going oh. back and forth, like, you know, because, I was just going back and forth and I just, I did not want anybody to get hurt, you know? Um, but this is, this is one of these, it was one of these shows where you have to, you have to make a decision and sometimes your decision may not be right, you know, but you have to go with your gut and I went with my gut and then he confirmed it for me. <laughs> yes, for sure. And he even said then, it, he even said it, he even said it, what, what was said off camera, he even told me, uh, like the next day he texted me and he was saying, Hey, Alexis, I'm sorry, you know, that all of this got out of hand. This is not what I meant. And then he went on and tried to tell me about Amber and how he felt about Amber. And he claims that I knew this and all this kind of stuff. Bottom line at the end of it, his response to me was, uh, Alexis, you made the right decision. That's what he told me the next day. And so that's one of those off camera things that people didn't get to see, but he definitely said that. And then, you know, that was that. So. Yes. And then at the reunion, when he kind of, uh, he, he didn't really like fully apologize and kind of like yeah, <laughs> played around with no. things. So was that, do you think maybe he was just like 
trying to defend himself and didn't, you know, kind of like didn't really know how to yeah were things right and all of that. Yeah, he just, you know, I was looking for, I was still looking for the apology at the reunion. I think that he really thought, you know, he was spreading these things, saying that I was playing a game and that I never really cared for him. I always, I was wanted AJ, all this kind of stuff, instead of just owning his own truth and owning, you know, his part. Um, mm-hmm. And we all need to own our part, you know. Um, but I, I was disappointed that, you know, yeah, I never, I didn't receive an apology from him, you know, on mm-hmm. it. I think, you know, he just stood in what he believed and, you know, his feelings were hurt. Heck, my feelings were hurt. A lot of our feelings was hurt in, in, in this process. But yeah, I was disappointed in that. I never, I didn't necessarily get a an apology. Um, I didn't. <laughs> yeah. So and did you and Amber yeah. um, ever make up from, I know you, I, when you guys took that little trip, you guys, you kind of got upset with her, but after everything, kind of settled down and kind of saw everything. Yes. Were you better with the her? Famous Judas, yeah, the famous Judas comment that will live on forever. Um, and yes. I want to explain that. I think people were like, oh, well, why, why are you calling her Judas? You know, and honestly, <laughs> I've never called anybody a Judas before. I have no idea. I, at first, I was like, I don't know how that, well, here's the thing. I'm a creator. I write, you know, and so, like, I'm, I'm big on puns. So I always have some kind of word. One thing the producers said, they were like, Lexi, you're so good with words and how you deliver them. And um, when I was calling her Judas, it was because what people don't know off camera is that um, Amber is actually a very strong woman of faith herself. Um, and, you know, that wasn't the character that was displayed on the show, as to say. But she is. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of where we bonded along with a couple of the other girls, Liz, Vernicia, um, and such. And so when I was talking, that was really me talking to her because I was like, I knew by me saying Judas in my head, I was thinking, you know, when you think about the Bible, one of, uh, you know, Jesus's closest friends was Judas, you know, as far as, as right. the disciples and he betrayed him with a what? A kiss. <laughs> so mm-hmm. that just, it just came to my head, you know, like you being Judas right now, like you were just like, sis, like, <laughs> I'm I'm talking like God language to her, you know, like girl right. you're acting like Judas, you know, right now, like what's up? You know what I'm saying? Like, why didn't you tell me? Because I had just seen her, I had just spoken to her, and so I was more pissed off at the fact that why am I hearing this information from him and I didn't hear it mm-hmm. from you? Because she knew I had went to her, you know, um, in confidence just saying that, Hey, I'm really trying to make a decision about this guy, you know what I'm saying? And I knew she had already locked down with uh Chris. She was not interested in Ron. So I was able to talk to her about Ron, you know, and so it was just that mm-hmm. I was upset that I hadn't heard from her, you know, and so right. that's where mm-hmm. I felt betrayed in the friendship, right? But we are absolutely cool and great today. That is my girl. We actually just went to home, TSU homecoming together a couple Aww. of weeks ago. But that that is that's my girl, man. She 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 is a real one, honey. So yes, that's we are yes. we're good. <laughs> oh, I'm glad. Yes. yes. Now. <laughs> Lastly, with AJ, because you obviously had a great connection with him. Um, yeah. So, yeah. Um, when things kind of ended at that last, um, and he kind of, uh, I guess, I guess it was still an elimination type thing, but he decided to go a different direction. Um, you know, were what? you surprised? Did you think you were going in and that he was going to pick you and you guys were going to be um, together and all of that? Or what were you thinking? I was, I was a little bit in one, in in one aspect, I was surprised. And then the other aspect I wasn't, because as you see with my journey with him, it was so many times where I was just not confident in where me and him were in, in our relationship. Mm-hmm. Like, because it would be at times, you know, we'd be calling, talk, talking to each other, texting, and he would be texting me certain things and saying this and saying, Hey, I'm pursuing you. And then the next minute, it was like, I'm hearing other things concerning him and, you know, the other ladies. And it just was like, okay, what are we doing? Cause it's, you tell, I mean, you telling them the same thing, like what, you know, what's real. Am I really real to you? So what people don't know, you talk about off camera, we spent a lot of time together on camera and off camera. We had, I believe a total of eight to nine dates. You guys only wow. saw, I think two of the dates. And mm-hmm. so they mainly told him in the Kyra story, um, because I think that was more interesting for TV. 
um, versus our story. So it, it comes across as if it was always Kyra. That's who he was mostly interested in. And when I watched it, that's how it came across. But my experience in it was like, huh? Because we had spent so much time. And so I, when I got eliminated, I was kind of like, what? Because, you know, we had a date earlier that they didn't, re- they showed a little snippet of it. And, you know, we had spent most of the day together on the ranch. And I was just, you know, as you saw, as you was watching, he had actually eliminated Kyra. Then all of a sudden he changed his mind. Mm-hmm. So it was like, what happened? But, you mm-hmm. know, when I got eliminated, I just had to, you know, as I say, take it as a G, you know. And the bottom line is from this experience, it was like, Alexis, this, this is not a blame game. This is not, I can't stand this person. I hate this person. None of that kind of stuff. It's it's a learning experience. It, it, this show, if anything, in your castmate, it helps you learn about yourself. Things you need to work on, things that you need to improve, you know, and hopefully somebody's watching can see themselves in you, you know, and they can relate, you know, and, you know, whatever message that you give or whatever you do, it can help somebody. That If, if I did that, I told God, then, then that's what I'm glad I was on the show for. I might not have found love. I may not have found the right one for me. But if anything, I got a lot of love lessons. And the biggest lesson was to fly, honey. And, and what was birthed out of that, fly became a new acronym in my life. It became first love yourself. And that's what oh. I think I realized more than ever. Yes, first love yourself. You don't have to settle. You don't have to just accept things that are in part. You know, if it's not whole, don't go with it. And I think the biggest lesson for me was Alexis, don't settle and to trust your intuition, Jackson. Um, mm-hmm. That intuition is there for a reason and for a purpose. And even if we don't necessarily have the evidence of it, you know, you when you see the red flags waving, believe them. Don't think you can change the red flags to white. <laughs> like, you know, but, you know, just just trust your instincts. And, um, you know, I don't I, I think the way that it ended was how it was supposed to end. And um, and I'm OK with that. Yeah. Yes. And then. Did the situation, I know that you guys talked about it a little bit at the reunion that you, um, I think Kyra, like, went out, was she out of the country or something for a while? And you ended up reconnecting oh, yeah. with him for mm-hmm. a little bit. Um, what what happened with that? So let me explain that. That's, a, that's also a good question. So when I left uh, the ranch, I didn't talk to, um, I didn't talk to AJ after that except for him checking on me you know, see if I made it home. You know, he texted me like, hey, I know you probably don't want to talk to me right now. I really feel bad. Like, I hope you're okay. You know, and, and my, I was just real short with him. Like, I'm good. Thank you. I made it home. Because we were actually shooting in Brenham, Texas, which is about 90 minutes away from Houston. And okay. I had to drive back. I didn't get home till almost midnight, you know, when we were shooting this. So we didn't really talk for a few days. And my birthday was coming up, if I if I remember Specifically, it was either that next week or something like that. And I had already invited some of the castmates, you know, to come out. And, of course, he was one originally before all this went down. So what you don't see that they edited, actually, when I was exiting and we were hugging, he said, can I still come to your birthday party? And I go, I don't know about that. Because at that point, I had a whole attitude. Dude, you just eliminated me. Like, I don't even want to talk right. to you. <laughs> now, right? So that's the part that y'all don't see. And so, so that's where all this birthday stuff comes in. But anyway. So I went home, we hadn't really talked, and we didn't talk for obvious reasons. And just like any person, when you are really into somebody and you don't understand the ins and outs of what just happened, you know, I just spent how, what, six weeks or something with this person. And at this point, you know, shooting this, getting to know you, dating on and off camera, like what the heck happened? So, yes, I did reach out to him. I DM'd him and I asked him, I said, hey, did did anything that you said you felt about me or our experience was any of this real? Or like, was you just playing for the show? Like what's up? Because I had no closure besides me getting kicked off and sent home. I had no closure from him. Mm-hmm. I I wanted like any other woman or most women want to know what the hell happened here. I wanted the explanation or at least get some closure. Some people say you shouldn't need closure. You don't want closure, but that's what I needed for me to be able to move on. But instead mm-hmm. it didn't, it didn't provide closure. All it did was reopen the door, you know, and the charm and that charm slipped back in there. And it was just like his response was like, you know, yes, Alexis, you know, I really did like you, all this kind of stuff. Um, and he's like, I, I would love nothing but to 
spend your birthday with you still. And so that's when I invited him to my birthday party. So it comes out as if <clears throat> I reached out to him on my birthday. And that was an edit because I said birthday week. And I'm like, y'all got these people in the world thinking I literally call this man on my birthday. No, I did not. <laughs> I invited him to come, come on out, which he did with the rest of the cast members. And then he asked me when he came out, he said, hey, can I take you out on a one-on-one for your birthday? And that's when we end up going on my quote-unquote birthday date. Um, okay. That's when you hear me talk about how we kissed and all this kind of So it rekindled things. And I'm thinking, hey, we back in the saddle, all this kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. That's when he had revealed to me that he was no longer talking to Kyra, that he left, that they left the, they left the uh, ranch. And she, didn't, she decided that she needs to be by herself, you know, all that kind of stuff. <clears throat> mm-hmm. So I thought we were still, I thought we were back to now that the cameras are off, we can try this and, you know, really, really try this. That that was what was going on in my mind, if that makes any sense, Jackson. So after the reunion, I mean, you know, so at that, by the time you get to the reunion, we weren't talking anymore. But in between me leaving the show and before the reunion, we had tried to date again. Um, and like he said, and like he pointed out, you know, he was not with any, anyone. <laughs> he was, he was, he had no girlfriend. So I wasn't, you know, crossing any lines. I wasn't, you know, all that kind of stuff people like to do and mark people and all kind of stuff. He could date anybody he wants to because he's not bound and I can date anybody. Tyra could mm-hmm. date anybody. But obviously she had a different, you know, um, perspective from whatever their conversation was and I had a different perspective from what our conversation was. So that's what started all of that mess, which I'm glad is completely over at this point. Yeah. We've all yes. gone our separate ways and you know, and we've all moved on. <laughs> yes. Now, um so who do you still talk to from your season? Yes, yeah, so uh Liz, my girl Liz, I call her Queen Liz. She's just so sweet. She's so beautiful. Um, uh-huh. just has become one of my close friends as well as Vernicia. Uh, that's my girl. Oh my gosh. Um, you guys have probably seen us hanging out a lot in our pictures and things like that on social media. Um, uh, chef, chef Donnell, who y'all, <laughs> I call him chef Donnell, but, uh, Diedrich, <laughs> uh, uh-huh. <laughs> is my boy. Yeah. So Amber, of course, as I mentioned before. So yeah, those are the main um, people that I still speak with and we hang out and, you know, one thing I said, you know, we might have might not have left out with a perfect match, but we definitely left out with some long standing uh, uh, friendships and, and sisterhood as well. Yes, I like that. That's really good. To- yeah. And then. Um, so. Just lost my channel. Oh, there we go. <laughs> um Oh, that's what I was going to ask. Have you found love? Are you dating? Or are you just focused on yourself and keeping busy? You know, dating is not on my list of things to do these days. <laughs> I am uh-huh. definitely taking a break from that. I'm focusing on my career, focusing on being, you know, the best mom that I can be to my son, um, especially in his primary years. Um, yeah, and keeping busy. Um, I think right now, you know, coming off of this show, it definitely causes you, like I said, to really look inward um, and to spend time uh, really evaluating, like I said, yourself, things that you want to improve on for when you do go in a relationship and really being clear on the things that you want and desire. And again, like I can't say enough, loving yourself, loving yourself. What does that mean? What does that look like? Because if you don't love yourself um, the way that you should and deserve, then you're not going to attract what it is that you deserve. I think one of the things that I said when I exited the show was um, uh, to love yourself the way that God sees you. Um, that was a real moment for me uh, when I said that. And even even when you, because um, even when I said that, I end up turning back for a second, going back again and trying to work it out instead of just moving forward. And we all do that. How many times have you broken up, quote unquote, with somebody and you're like, I'm done with, I'm done with him. I'm done with her. Mm-hmm. I'm never talking. And then, you know, they call you and then you're like, oh, you're right back in their arms, you know? And, and right. you have your weak moments. And I had and I had one of those. And it's okay. You know, I got a lot of judgment for it. I got a lot of, oh, she shouldn't have did that. Oh, that was dumb or whatever. But I'm like, guys, y'all have done the same thing that you see me doing on TV. You've done it or you've seen somebody else do it. So, you know, you just right. have to take people's opinions as a grain of salt. But, uh, no, I'm chilling, Jackson. You know, and whenever God sends me, sends me my spouse, you know, uh, I'll be ready for him in the appropriate time and the appropriate season. 
Yes. And then my last question for you is, so what do you have going on personally? Because, we, you know, I know you're in news, um, you're a producer, and you have other stuff going on. So is there anything yeah. that you have going on outside of this show that you're excited about or you want to talk about or any exciting projects coming up? For sure. Um, so I'm working on a project now. This was actually a, a small, short, poetic film that I had produced um, before I Re- Ready Love Ever came around, but it's called Dear Black Sun. And um, I'm a very heavy in the community um, and and an advocate for, you know, civil rights, as to say, not, not calling myself an activist <laughs> of any sort, but I mm-hmm. want to have used my gift of producing to be able to, um, you know, better the, the space that we live in. And so, yeah, I have a soon-to-be nonprofit organization called Dear Black Sun, BLK, which stands for Black Liberating King. And it came from um, the idea of when we're, you know, going through the climate that we're going through, like when Ahmaud Arbery in 2020, George Floyd, when they lost their lives. So um, mm-hmm. when Ahmaud Arbery passed away, I ended up working with my sorority sisters and creating a, a video in his memory that was called Dear Black Son. And so from that, like I said, it's going to become a nonprofit organization in which we hope to have um, courses that teach uh, little black boys about um, African-American history at a young age, that they have mentorship, you know, all these things to prepare them for real life um, and for their future. Because here's the thing, I'm a black mother ra- raising a black son. And, you know, the truth be told is when he gets pulled, when he turns 15, 16, he gets pulled over by the police or when he gets a new vehicle, you know, I'm I'm not, oh, we're not excited, you know, that I, I just, you know, bought him a new car and we get to take the bow off of it. I may be excited about when I buy the car, but I'm going to be more fearful when he starts driving. And, you know, so teaching him and instilling in him, you know, what he needs to do and be prepared for. And it's, it's a love letter you know, to a son um, from from a mother. And so, yeah, I'm working on that, becoming a 501c3. Um, it's my latest project. I also have a T-shirt line um, that is to inspire, um, and they're called Fly Tees. And so I've been selling those, but I have um, some new ones that are going to be coming out soon. You can uh, learn more about Dear Black Son and to watch the film at dearblk.org um, to support the movement. And the rest of it, still news producer, <laughs> working on a, a late night talk show. And um, yeah, that's pretty much it for now. <laughs> that's yes. what I myself has to say. Yeah, right, right. A lot as well. <laughs> and uh, doing a lot of community service, for sure. Oh, that's awesome. And then the last thing, did you watch um, the, late, the latest season of Ready to Up, <laughs> the premiere? <laughs> So I have not watched it. Can you believe that? No, I haven't watched it. I actually had some people ask me, Ooh, who are you think going to get kicked off, you know, that, uh, you know, soon, early, and I, I haven't watched it. So I'm going to definitely have to go back um, and see what the heck is going on and kind of check out the um, cast from D.C., but I'm definitely wishing them the best, um, wishing that they find love, you know, it's definitely a journey. Um, and it's a, it's a new process for everybody that comes on and hopefully they enjoy it themselves. Cause you know, we're watching, they're all watching it just like we're all watching it for the first time. <laughs> right. Right. So they're going to be surprised to see things just like we were surprised to see things because baby, that editing is a beast, honey. So I, yes. <laughs> you know, I'm one sure. thing, shout out to Will Packer, baby. I, I, I joke with him. I said, y'all definitely know how to make good TV. So <laughs> anyway, do. I haven't they watched do. it. <laughs> They do. You know, it keeps people coming back. It's very engaging. Um, but I haven't seen it. Have you? Have you? Did you watch the first? Did you watch the first episode on Friday? I did. I did. It was really good. Um, yeah, it's 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 different because um, I actually started watching the show your season. Um, I had to go back and kind of like watch some of the prior seasons. Um, right. But yeah, so it's 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 getting it's hard because you get. Um, I mean, I understand like how the formula is like obviously you have to have new people each right. season um but it's it's hard right. like to kind of I mean I still like you like certain people but like you know I really fell in love with your guys's cast and there are a lot of people on the show that yeah. I really liked yeah. and so when there's new people you kind of like have to start over and kind of you know figure you out do, don't you because it's yeah. a different city and it's a different vibe and I, right. all I can all I can say is from the previews for sure watching it is just it's completely different from our cast and so i don't even right. really compare they're going to be their own situation you know so yeah you kind of got to start over the process of whatever so yeah it'll be interesting 
I'll be interested to see, you know, who you end up interviewing from that cast and, you know, seeing like you guys are seeing how it goes, how, how the outcome ends up being. Right. Right. Yes, I agree. <laughs> but yes, but thank you so much for doing this and taking the time out of your day. I really appreciate it. For sure, Jackson. Anytime. I really enjoyed talking to you and I'm glad we finally got to do it. And thanks for having me on. Thank you guys so much for listening to my interview with Alexis Fly Jones from Owns Ready to Love. I hope you guys enjoyed it. If you want more Reality Talk, please follow our social media. It's at Reality Talk Podcast on Instagram. Or you can follow my personal social media. It's at JacksonSeth35 on Twitter and Instagram. And if you enjoyed um, this episode of Reality Talk, the podcast, please leave a review on um, whatever platform you listen to this podcast on. Um, That would be greatly appreciated. Um, And like I said, I love you guys um, so much. And I can't thank you guys enough for all of the love and support. Um, But yeah, thank you guys so much. And I'll see you guys next week. 